This is Wondering Wanders, two ordinary guys wondering about extraordinary things. Christmas so much he's playing Christmas music, but it was not Christmas music. I have no clue where it came from. I just <laughs> see but that happens to me. Maybe it's maybe it was the lights in Anthony's room. I don't I don't know. <laughs> that dude. happens to me sometimes though, where Christmas songs just come out of nowhere, and I'm like, it's nowhere close to Christmas season. I try and be liturgically accurate, so <laughs> this is ridiculous. I could have sworn it was playing in his room. I don't think so. And we're back, Welcome folks. Back. Hello, I'm Eli. And I'm Joseph. And this is Ash Wednesday at St. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. our new podcast. <laughs> Ash Wednesday. We do it once a year on Ash That's Wednesday. Yeah, so this is the end. <laughs> we discuss the different shapes of ashes that people usually get on the forehead. It was interesting this, this time around. Well, yeah, we got the sprinkle on the head. Well, in our chapel, it was more like a sprinkle rub, at least with Father Dennis. Okay, I, yeah, I saw so the like back of Clint one person. Clint, yes. On, yeah. That was uh, pretty aggressive it, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, uh, I just got a little sprinkle, sprinkle, sprinkle. So, yeah, <laughs> got it. But usually I really enjoy looking at the different kinds of crosses. Also, okay, have you ever put on administered the ashes? No. I have. have what? Yeah, uh, Coast Guard, we did it. Um, and... Uh, it amazed me how easy it is to make good-looking crosses. Then why do people do it bad Exactly. All the time? That was my question. I was like, this is probably super hard. Like, maybe it doesn't work. I was getting perfect crosses every time. Boom, boom, boom. And I was like... Maybe it's a natural well, talent. That, uh... No, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I won't deny that I'm pretty good at making ash crosses on people's foreheads. What but a, What a strange talent. <laughs> it's just... That or, I, I, yeah, as I soon know. as I did it, I was like... What's been happening my whole life? Like, why do they... Sometimes you just get, like, a thumbprint or, like, the... Like, the faint cross. Like, they didn't even touch your forehead. Yeah, what the heck? What's going on there? It's really... You dip every time. You get a good layer. Maybe ashes are not all created equal also. Maybe I have... I can't imagine there's that much variation. I don't know, but it was Maybe really, he really dunked the holy water in him, you know? I don't know. I don't know, yeah. but it was not as hard as I thought. And, uh, you know, it just, yeah, that's, that's the way life is. But, disappointed. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, now we've got there. We're, uh, I have had little to eat today, fasted, and uh, my mental capacity is a little slower, so we'll see where this goes. First off, a question. This one was inspired by my parents. Um, I was talking to them yesterday, I think. And uh, my mom was saying that she's read in some article about some saint that saint said, I always try and find little ways that God shows me he loves me throughout the day. Just tiny mm-hmm. little things. And then she told me a story about how like everything had worked out perfectly timing-wise with like her going to the dentist, my dad going to the doctor, which like never happens because it's in Burlington, it's 45 minutes away. But anyways, and she was like, yeah, so you know, that's how God showed me he loved me. And just like, it worked out perfectly and that never happens. And I was like, ah, oh, I like that. So my question to you, what is the last thing you can think of, of just like a little thing that God did to show you that he loved you or where you saw the love of God? Uh, it snowed here this uh... week and it's been incredible. Mm. Um, it's, I think, a, a dusty, dry snow. <laughs> this is new terminology for me, so I didn't know you could, like, 
See, like it rains in Alabama and it's just like, it's, it, rain. it's wet, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We're yeah. wet. I'm wet. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's coming I down. I don't know if um, I, yeah, I guess I would describe it as dry. I don't use that term, but I use the term wet frequently, wet snow. Yeah. So it's like really, anyways, I went for a walk the other day and it was like, I don't know, 10 degrees outside, which is still warm, not warm at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I walked down to the Marian Shrine and no one had walked that way yet. And so it was just like mm. this uh, incredible, untouched snow. And I was like the first footprint, footprints through it. And I stopped on that little bridge over the creek, the, the like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Slu- right at the very corner? Slu- yeah, that thing. Yeah. Um, sluice. <laughs> That's a gold mining term. I like a, that you use yes, that. <laughs> it's a sluice box. Yeah. <laughs> my dad watches <laughs> all um, the time. I, I, my all brother time. and I watch it. Um, yeah, so I stopped on that bridge, and the snow's like, you can see the snowflakes, which is incredible. And I stopped, and I just kind of like blew on the snowflakes, and I like made this little snowfall thing, and I was like, "This is." I thought this was something that like only happened in movies, (laughs) (laughs) but this is like real. It's really real. (laughs) I always thought in movies that was like, "Oh, that's fake snow." There's no way it actually looks like that. Not if you have a nice, really cold, dry snow. So I was odd. (laughs) Yes. There you go. So you felt like you felt the love of God in that? I did. Yeah, very nice. much so. Nice. So. Well, mine is uh, this morning. So I was paying attention to it today because I was thinking about it. Um, and so this morning I went to put my shoe on and there was like a tiny little rock in the bottom of my shoe, like in the tread. And I pulled it out and where I was sitting, the, the trash can is on the other side of my rocking chair. And I couldn't see the trash can. And I just threw the rock, and I heard it bounce off the wall and then go into the trash can. <laughs> and I was That's like, incredible. nice. That's God just being there like... There is a God. <laughs> there is a God. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> proof. This was the proof. <laughs> there's, a, there's actually a, a slightly more tangible way, uh, tangential to the snow. I have prayed for the last... It's been like one of those back-of-the-mind prayers oh. of... Lloyd, you know, this would be really cool. I really want to walk on the ponds. Yeah. And so I was like, Lord, this is a dream of mine. <laughs> and you know what happened this week? Those ponds froze. Did and you, I walked on them. Did you go out today? No, I walked out yesterday. Okay. Hey, but I was standing on water. I walked on water. You even. walked on water. The frozen Golly. Right. There you go. That's, yeah. So we have parties on water where I'm from. That, the frozen that's variety. not real. We put buildings on it. <laughs> we drive on it. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, there you go. Tangible. All right, so uh, let's yeah. start with a prayer and uh, get right in there. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Come, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray. We ask that you bless this night, bless this Lent. Uh, may it bring us closer to you. May it bring souls to you, and may it lead to deeper conversion in our hearts. Bless this wander as we wander tonight. We ask this in Christ's name, amen. amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Way to get those right. I always mix them up. You know, I, I kind of, I did it backwards from the title, though. I said, bless this wander as we wander. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, anyways. Yep. 
<laughs> thinking way too much about these things. So, anyways, tonight, uh, what we're going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about entertainment. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think this is a big deal for American society because they always say your heart is where your money is, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> your heart is where your home is, but home depending... is where the heart is. That? Yeah, th- no, but I'm talking about like there's another thing that's like no, what you actually love is what you're willing to spend money on. Oh, okay. And we just have such a ridiculously huge entertainment industry. There's like like who are the highest paid people in America? CEOs. CEOs. After that, <laughs> <laughs> athletes. <laughs> athletes and actors. I'd say. I mean, I haven't looked at the chart, but I'd say you're right. CEOs. All right. So we business and consumerism is our primary then. Uh, way to tie it in. But um, uh, entertainment. So, but what kind of really got me started thinking on this was mm. I watched a movie the other day with a couple of guys, and it it was entertaining. But it was just all like way overemphasized blood and fighting. Like there was just you were like, why is there more people coming? They just keep coming, and everything blew up, and it was just like random sex scenes. It was like, what? What's going on? Why is this in here? And it was like the the producer, whatever, whoever wrote the movie, was like, ooh, ooh. Let's see how much stereotypical entertaining things that people like we can get in here. And they just threw it all in there. And uh, But I f- the movie finished, and as soon as it was done, I found myself dissatisfied. While I was watching it, I was satisfied. But as soon as it was done, I was like, I don't know. That was, that was a waste of well, time. Yeah, like, what, what did we do? Um, and it made me start thinking about, like, okay, he put all these things that are very stereotypically entertaining in there. What makes something entertaining? What is entertainment? So, you know, that's kind of primary question. What makes something entertaining? Slash, what is entertaining? Would you say you're actually entertained by the movie? Uh, see, that's the thing. I, I would say yes, Based on kind of what I think of entertainment, it was. But on on another hand, I'm not sure I was. But we'll get more into that. Yeah. What do you think? What makes something entertaining? Oh goodness, how do you <laughs> how do you even like put into words what entertainment is? That's the that's the real. See, question. and that's the thing. Like this I is something know. that we think so or. We don't maybe don't even think about it, but like so much of our lives is spent striving towards entertainment or being yeah being being entertained. entertained, but like we don't really even think about like okay wh- why, what makes entertainment? Why do I even want entertainment? Hmm, I think to some degree entertainment is. I I feel like you kind of get lost in something that's happening. Uh, so entertainment seems to be kind of this almost forgetting of yourself. So like when I see a a really good movie or that I'm, I'm entertained by a really good movie, it's kind of like I real life almost goes to the back burner and the movie is, is life for a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, so you end up really invested in this world that's being presented to you so it feels almost like entertainment is 
the degree to which you buy into an alternate world or reality being presented to you. That's a really abstract way to put it. So let me, yeah, <laughs> let me, let me try. So I feel like a lot of people get entertained by sports. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of people get entertained by sports. And so I think that feeling of entertainment lies in this, you sort of lose your cares and worries about current life and you're invested in this reality that's real. Yeah. But I feel like to some degree you're like projecting yourself onto your team or your people. Yeah, or, yeah. Um, and so all of a sudden this reality is now like filled with all these symbols that you've put on yourself or put onto them. And so they, they take on like this new meaning so you're engaging with something that seems kind of, I don't know, mundane and attempting to pull meaning out of it. This sounds so abstract. So uh, <laughs> yeah, please make this. But no, I, I think you, yeah. you're kind of onto something because, uh, you know, <laughs> especially when it comes to sports, like how many people yell at the TV while watching sports? I've never understood it. As if it, it, like they have put themselves into that reality. Like they are a part of it. Yeah. And... But in reality, they're sitting on their couch at home. The players can't hear them. Nothing happened, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll coach. be honest. I do it. Yeah, I, I do it. If I get really into some sort of sporting event, I definitely am yelling at the TV. Um, now, I will do that in, like, TV shows and movies and stuff. You will yell? Like, you do, actually. I would say. Like, no, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Come, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've definitely been watching uh, movies yeah. where you've been like, come on, multiple times. Yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, no. So, I, I, okay, I like that. I can see that. Um, Give me a better definition. Well, I don't know if I have one because one thing that kind of comes to mind, the way we use entertainment today, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily think is good, is is taking up time in something that brings you happy. And really, like you said, I think uh, a definitely negative way to use it is as an escape from reality. Mm -hmm. Like we run from reality into things that entertain us. Um, Yeah. What do you think of that? So does that mean it's bad to be entertained? This is the real question uh, of the podcast. I feel right. like you've is... done the bait and switch. <laughs> I walked into the trap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that, now I'm going to have you answer the question you just asked. Do you think being entertained is a good thing or a bad thing? Or neither? Or I think it can be both good and bad. This okay. is such a... I feel like every time I answer a question, it's like, yeah, it's both. That's <laughs> uh, just classic Catholic both and, you know? Uh. Um, it's, yeah, I think it's both because entertainment used as an escape seems to me to be a bad thing. Why? Um, because it's escaping into something that's not real. It's schluffing. I love the word schluff. Yeah, you it's just, schluffing. It's a good word. Uh, I don't know, the the real life that's happening for the sake of, well, I don't want to deal with that. And instead, I'm going to kind of go into this fantasy world, fantasy, like full of fantastic, wonderful things, you know. Uh, 
but because of that, I'm not going to engage in, in whatever else is happening. So I think a lot of people use it for problems, but those problems can take like any sort of, you know, loneliness or, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk to anyone right now yeah. or I don't want to deal with being by myself yep. or. I think just a uh, general dissatisfaction for life. Yeah. So, but on the other hand, like, I think there's a lot of value in being entertained. Because uh, I can't imagine going through life and not having these... Like, entertainment inspires imagination. Uh, um, and uh. to be able to imagine well or to have a healthy imagination, I think, is one way in which we truly image God and his creativity and this is this is a lot of like what Father Christian talks about is like the degree to which we can kind of foster an imagination is the degree to which we understand God as a creator. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah, so, so I cool. think a lot of those methods in which we're entertained offer an opportunity to engage with another person. In the, in the way that the person has created a world. And so you get to kind of explore this world. This is why I love reading so much, you know. Like, you get yeah. to explore this world and really engage in it. Um, and in turn, you get to sort of see an, in a new light our creation or God's creation um, and kind of the wisdom and the scale, the scope of the world that we live in and take for granted i mean I, mm. I think it offers an opportunity for a lot of depth that's so good entertainment is something that brings you outside of yourself but yeah. into some sort of good mystery or, you know, like you say imagination like something that kind of goes beyond what you can think and it's not just like whereas bad entertainment is something that is a selfish escaping yourself. Is that kind of what you're saying? Mm, I don't know if I define... See, the, the, the yeah, hard one I mean, is I the good side. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to say, yeah, this is why it's bad. But it's harder to say why entertainment's good. Yeah, because it's... Like, there's definitely a degree to which you're like, well, if if I should kind of foster my imagination, why don't I just do that all the time? Yeah, you know? and yeah. That's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. See, but I think also one thing when you're talking, so I've been thinking about entertainment for a few days here, and you know, one of the questions is like, what things are entertaining? And you're like, okay, movies, TV shows, books, video games, sports, like these are all entertaining things. But at the same time, when I think about things that, in a sense, entertain me, that give me kind of a similar feeling to like watching a really good movie. Usually it's people. It's like human interaction is often the most entertaining thing. Like when someone's just hilarious and you're, you're hanging out around them, mm. that is more entertaining than something else. So I, I like that, going back to kind of your original definition <clears throat> of what makes something entertaining, going outside of yourself. Do you think it's good to find people entertaining? I think as long as you don't 
only look at them as a source of entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, it's it's ironic because some people, like, want to be seen that way, you know? Oh, like yeah. The class clown is, yeah. is like yeah. a... And it's almost a... I mean, it's a coping mechanism, you know? But, um, yeah, so I think they're, like, truly entertaining to the degree that they're, like, you're you're encountering... It, this is going to be another one of our podcasts, right? Or was one of our podcasts to the degree that you're encountering the mystery that they mm. are, right? Mm, yeah. Um, but the weird thing is that some people would not find that entertaining. They would find that annoying or challenging. Would find what? Encountering the mystery? Yeah, it's like, here's a person that I don't know and they're they're like a, they're an unknown and I I'm not sure if I'm interested in having to encounter an unknown you know or you were talking about it's scary uh, yeah just things you find entertaining like I find it entertaining to code like programming I find yeah, incredibly I entertaining definitely never um, find that entertaining but I don't like what is it about it that I find entertaining I <laughs> I don't know other than yes. it's just like it it sort of wraps me up you know and it's like this really the only word i can think of is enrapture it's Mm. enrapturing it and enwrap i don't know that makes sense enrapturing (laughs) i guess but yeah no i think you're right and i think so like you know going back to your original definition of entertainment before we asked what was entertaining you said it's when you how much you're bought into like another world. Yeah. And I think that's really cool if you apply it to people. Where yeah, like absolutely. To find joy and be entertained and satisfied in the presence of other people is to be bought into their world. And not in the sense of like the, how they look at reality, but like you, it's kind of like you step into their, their square of humanity and you look out as they do. You know, like you're bought into it. You're taken over into their world. I think that that's definitely very good. I think at the same time, you can do it badly where you can use other people as entertainment. You know, like, yeah. but in that sense, I don't know if you're bought over into their world. Maybe you are, but you're just doing it to get Aren't something out of, of it. Constructing your own. That yeah, kind of I don't know. It's taking instead of giving. Yeah. Because, like, when you are truly, in a good way, entertained by somebody, like, it's almost like, like you're sacrificing your your life over to them. You know, like, you're, not in, like, a kill way, but as in, like, I'm going to step aside as me, and I'm going to allow myself to step in, in a sense, kind of as you. Hmm. Which is pretty much what the incarnation was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, there's definitely a sense where it's different than the fact that God stayed God, but uh, he became human. Lived life from our point of view. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's getting a little bit deeper than I think I'm. I'm ready to go right now, and I'm usually ready to go pretty, pretty deep, pretty quickly. <laughs> But so so okay so we talked a little bit you you talked about what makes entertainment good it's kind of that imagination 
And so I talked to a couple other people about this okay. a little bit. Um, and a word that came up in multiple conversations was the term edifying. Ew. Is entertainment like edifying? Like, and that is when entertainment is good. Now tell me, do you have any idea what the word edifying means? Because I realized I didn't really. <laughs> I had to Google it. Um, I believe it's something that brings you to deeper knowledge. Yeah, it's it, according to Google. It's something that teaches, but they said specifically like morality. Um, or, really? Yeah, uh, which was interesting to me. Uh, it was morality and something else that was pretty much the same thing. Did it say usually with morality or... That's interesting. Um, yeah, I, see I that. So uh, that I never really realized that. Like, okay, does it have to teach something morality? I think it said usually morality and like ethics or something like that. Hmm. And I was like, edify. Okay, so we find entertainment when we think of good entertainment, we think of it as edifying. We think of it as teaching. Yeah. You know, like okay, that's interesting. Yeah, so I I I, I kind of want to go back to you were talking about that movie you watched that was yep. entertaining, and it was like a director took everything stereotypical about what's quote unquote entertaining. Yep. Um, I don't know if the director took everything that was entertaining. Like I think he took everything that would be kind of like. Base interesting, yeah. Maybe exciting. that's exciting. Yeah, I, I like exciting. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, didn't get something that excitement. would like get you to buy into it. Yeah. Um, but not enough. Like, I feel like entertainment is on a higher level than just exciting. I you know I like, agree with you. I can be excited but not entertained. I'm often excited and not entertained. Um. See, yeah. and that's the thing. That's what I kind of wondered after I watched that movie and realized I'm not satisfied. Like, but when I watch The Lord of the Rings, I am extremely entertained and extremely satisfied when it's over. You know? Whereas it was like, this other movie was like, it, was, it caught my attention and took up my time in a way mm. that didn't upset me. Yeah. And uh, I was like... What's the difference here? What's the difference between these two movies? I think part of it really is what you were saying earlier about good entertainment. Like the the imagination, it, it activates your imagination to where you really step in. Like, yeah, okay, I guess I, in a sense I stepped in. And I, I imagine just shooting guns left and right, <laughs> blowing things up. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't the same way that it didn't, it didn't encounter... My whole being. It encountered kind of more base things. I think you're right, like lower levels of my being. Whereas the Lord of the Rings, that hits my whole humanity. So what if, what if something is truly entertaining to the degree that you're able to actually apply or imagine yourself kind of one-to-one with whatever the the thing is, 
you know. So like Lord of the Rings, you can really place yourself into the story. Yeah, right? absolutely, absolutely. And you're like, I can I can see my whole self like in this character or in these characters, and this is how I would make that decision. Or it, it's edifying in the morality sense. That's fascinating. I've, yeah. I've never heard that before. Um, whereas you take a movie like Step Brothers, you know, <laughs> and it's like. This is funny because, like, I know family interactions, you know, yeah, and I can yeah. see that. But, like, it's not funny because everything, or it's not funny. It's not entertaining in a pure sense because so much in the movie just isn't, like, I would never have interactions like that. Yeah. And so I can't, like, bring myself to, to sort of, Almost like tracing paper, put myself yeah. over a character. You but know? you can, this is crazy, you can do that with the Lord of the Rings, where there's orcs and wizards and, you know, it's a time that's passed. Yeah. That is crazy. But, you know, it's funny you bring up Step Brothers because this brings up another thought. Uh, so, a thing back entertainment this week, like, what movies have become classic? What kinds of movies have become classics? And I think there's kind of two kinds okay. of classic movies. Let's see if you agree with this. Movies that make you feel something deeply. Yep. Or movies that are really funny. Which, in a sense, is feeling something deeply. But I, I, in my mind, it was like, you know, these very kind of emotional, dramatic movies. Yeah, I don't movies. think funny movies are considered classics, though. Are you kidding me? There's, okay, maybe that's more Name a classic head. funny movie. Uh... Uh, see, I have so many for my family because my family's big into comedy, like Chris Farley movies, but like Almost Heroes. To me, that's a classic, and it's a comedy. I guess, but like if you were to, if you were to look at the top one hundred movies on like Rotten Tomatoes or something, yeah. I, I would be very surprised to find more than ten that were comedies. Man, maybe you're right. I, I just really love comedies. <laughs> now, I, I love a good comedy. Yeah, you comedy, do, you do. But in terms of a classic, no. No, it's all these, like, Saving Private Ryan, Lord of the Rings, The Notebook. Mad Max Free Road. <laughs> it's on It's on the top, I know. Is it really? It really is, yeah. That. That's cool, because Mad Max Free Road is... It's hard to see a lot of the deeper things in that movie, but they're definitely there. Oh, it's a beautiful movie. But it's see, I didn't even realize that till you when I got here. You were like, "Yeah, that's such a good movie." So much theology. I was like, "What? Are you well, sure?" Well, so much morality is actually taught in that movie. A ton too. of morality, yeah. but you know, a lot of brokenness. So that really yeah. just goes to show, like, how effective at teaching morality, entertaining things are, oh, because yeah. you don't have to know it to learn it. Like people, that movie's on the top ten, or top ten, you know, top one hundred yeah. movies. Most people probably don't understand that there's so much morality in it. They found it extremely entertaining. Yeah. And that's why it's there. It's well made. It's good. You can connect with the characters. Pretty sure Arrival's on the top 100 series. Oh, that makes sense. That's so good. Great movie. But, you know, so that kind of, it shows the power of entertainment to teach morality. Which, again, like, if if our, we love where we put our money and... Entertainment is so huge in our culture. If it doesn't teach good morality, 
it's going to have terrible effects on the culture because it's where we learn. Yep. And like, have we not seen that in our society? And we have a whole industry. We have a whole <laughs> industry. And like, we, the morality of young people especially is what the entertainment tell, industry tells them it should be. Most of the time. You know, obviously there's exceptions. Yeah, but like, go back to your, to the imagination thing, right? Like, yeah. I think movies are kind of the prime example in which someone, it, it's movies and TV, right? Like, I think those are the prime entertainment. Do you disagree? You're making lips like I'm making you disagree. F- yeah. uh, okay, it depends on what we're talking about with entertainment. As far as good entertainment or is just entertainment in general, that's in the primary source. what we source. call entertainment. Yes, okay, I would yeah. agree with that. So movies, movies and, TV. and yes. TVs are movie Definitely. and movies and TV. Good yeah. gracious. Um, and so if we're going back to that, like imagination is core to entertainment and entertainment as a teacher of morality, then poor entertainment gives you an imagination that imagines poorly, right? Like, I mean, it, um, or at least like it imagines, no, I would say it imagines poorly. I would say you're right. So, I mean, like if you, if you're only watching quote unquote entertaining things that give you characters and situations where the only choice you can make when you sort of transfer yourself onto that character are bad choices, then that's what your imagination is going to be formed in. Yeah, and I think you can see that it's kind of killed imagination. Like little kids today, you can't help it. When you're a kid, you have an incredible imagination. As you grow older, it's like we kind of move up more and more. People don't even want to just sit and think. Like AirPods go in the ear. People are constantly listening to music. They don't want to sit and think. They don't want to think about problems. They Google the answers. You know, like, our imaginations have been dulled. Yeah. You know, I think there's multiple reasons. Part of it's just the convenience of things, but... I definitely had a thought at the beginning of this podcast. I was like, you know, we could just look up what entertainment is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and so that's the way it is, fun. but, like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's what we do. And I think that's, that's got a lot of different things that go into it, but it does make me wonder if the lack of imagination is... Because of the entertainment industry. Like, we're so overwhelmed by it, even. Well, I mean, it does, to some degree, it, like, does all the work for you. Yeah. Right? Like, See, okay, so when you were talking about when we think of entertainment, the most entertaining things are movies and TV. My immediate thought was no books. Because you need so much more of your imagination. truly entertaining. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was, like, yeah. making the funny face. Because, like, mm. mm. like, books, what an incredible thing where, like, you know, they give you a story, but they, and they describe things to you, but there's so much left out in a good way. Yeah. I mean, I think a good book, like there's plenty of really crappy books that like, it's, it's just like your entertainment movie where the director was like, here are all these tropes of yeah. things yeah. to get you pulled in. See, like, I don't read crappy books. Fifty Shades of Grey. Like what, what was that? If not like just that, a trash. See, that movie, made sense to you me. Know? Did it? That that I absolutely understand why everybody loves that movie, because no, the book. Oh, book! Haven't read it, but still. Well, I haven't read it either. It's 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 a classic story of. It's Beauty and the Beast. It's literally, uh, from what I've heard, it it's Beauty and the Beast. Way darker than that. Exactly, (laughs) but like it's a very classic story of like 
evil being kind of tamed and conquered and brought into more goodness by beauty and real love. Now, it's an absolutely terrible version of it. I don't think it gets to the end resolution there. No, that's the problem, though. This is what entertainment can tell us. It can take these really good Mm -hmm. moral things of, of like, real authentic love and then roll it through the mud and the manure and represent it as the same thing. Whereas now, like, you know, you know, we'd have to explain what Fifty Shades of Grey was is to probably some of our listeners, but uh, we're not going to get into it. But it's a, it's like a deeply sexual, like violent sex book. That's it's it's weird. It's yeah, really. It's, I've it's... I've never read it. I've heard about it though because it was a big deal because it was the best selling book in the world for a little Which while. Which was crazy sure. because it's like it's, yeah. But see, I think that it was so popular because it took this high moral standard that people felt like they couldn't reach Mm -hmm. and then represented it to them in a way that they could. Like, oh, I can do that. Suddenly, like, a hero, the bar lowered for what a hero was. Significantly. Yeah. And so, like, it became the bestseller because everybody wanted to feel like a hero because people were living immoral lives and suddenly that became heroism if you looked at it in the right light. So, see, that, like, that kind of makes mm. sense to me. Why is that popular? And I think that you look at, I remember, so our first year, we talked about making a podcast, and, and we didn't yeah. do it. And we were going to try and find God in, like, popular media things. Mm-hmm. And I looked up the top 10 most popular songs. Yeah. And I decided we weren't going to make a podcast about that anymore. Because they were all so terrible. Mm. Like, morally atrocious were the top 10 songs in the United States. Absolutely just like disgusting pretty much. But if that becomes a justification for you just doing whatever the heck you want, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's why they're the top 10 most popular songs. Yeah. Because you can relate to them. So, it, uh, yeah, I think entertainment is a huge, huge teacher that we need mm. to be aware like of. That. Because it's so easy, even to say, like, there's something good in this, even though there's some bad, like, there's something good, so I'm going to do this. But, like, you can't not learn the bad. Hmm. Entertainment's so effective at teaching. One of the other, I mean, we should probably wrap up here, but one of the other questions I was going to ask is, to teach, does it have to be entertaining? Does teaching, to be effective, have to be entertaining? I think, yeah. I think, yeah. I think it does. Based off of, yeah, I think so. Exactly. So, like, it, because that's really, somehow, that's the way we're hardwired to learn, is through entertainment. And it's become... That's why we love stories so much. It, exactly, I mean, yeah. And so, but in our utilitarian society, entertainment has again become, not maybe not again, but entertainment has become something to be used, not something to be partaken in really like you use entertainment to escape reality you use entertainment to to have a good time to to be happy but like it's not what entertainment is for entertainment is how we learn it's uh yeah so entertainment's a really big deal that we deal with every day and don't think too much about
Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. <laughs> so I think there's a lot this there. Was, this was a quality. This, I feel like I, I now have more questions, and so that's a that's good. the mark of a good wander. Yep, and a good yep. wander often. Yeah. Well, then uh, I think if there's more questions, that's a good place to leave them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. this week, there's a lot you can wonder about. What are the kind of things that you use as entertainment? Do you use them to escape reality? Do you have a healthy what imagination? Makes, do you have a healthy imagination? Mm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, hey, there you go. So, ponder it, wonder it, wander it, and uh, may all of your wonders be blessed. God bless. <laughs>